0: Hello there, Lando Carizian. Oh, <laughs> welcome <laughs> to the Babble's Guild where we watch and review films and if you're lucky a few TV series and games along the way so come in it, take a seat, grab yourself a drink and get comfortable, I'm Luke and as always I'm joined by the everything under the sun expert, hey. it is Jamie, <laughs> I've remembered this time, I, forgot. I, actually remember. <laughs> Aha, I remembered, I you did, you did. I bloody remember, and do you know why I remembered? Because I wrote it down. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I exactly completely right. forgot, I thought, oh,
1: what, what am I an
0: expert of this week? Oh, I
1: remember, yeah, Infinite everything under, the, under sun. the sun. You've just covered it
0: all now, expert in absolutely everything. But yes, welcome to another, yet again, another episode of the Babblers Guild. Unlike when we first started this right in the middle, we haven't had a three-month break. We've just carried on. We and have. it's been great. And we do, we're going to go for as long as, as long as humanly possible until one of us passes away. When we're like 90 years old and no one listens to podcasts anymore. We're still going to be here. <laughs> we we're going to be talking about absolute nonsense when we're 90 years old. Anyway, Jamie, did you survive the heat wave? No, I'm actually dead. <laughs> um, right. Well, that's it, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Um, <laughs> Jamie's gone; he's passed away because of the heatwave, um, and we'll see you never again. Well, but no, you, I, you're okay, though.
1: No, I've I've come back as a forced ghost. Wow, to, uh, he's to back. conduct the podcast. No, I'm I'm okay. Uh, it was very very hot, and uh, our house is like a sauna. Um, it's a small terraced house, and. Our garden is west facing and leading onto the garden we have glass double doors and upstairs the bedroom is on that side and it has a big glass window all the way across and the sun just beats down on our house from about midday till about half 8 in the evening. Um, so sorry, eight thirty for our American friends. I know the half eight thing can get a bit confusing. <laughs> <laughs> so it got really, it gets really warm in this house. It gets to, I think it got would have got to over thirty degrees C in the living room. Um, I didn't have a thermometer, but it was warm. Uh, thankfully, invested in an aircon unit uh, last mm, week. Yeah, you
0: sent me a picture of that. It looked incredible.
1: It was, and it kept the room a toasty. Uh, I say toasty, a cool and chill twenty degrees at oh, night that's in the bedroom. So good. Um, But we had to rotate that between the living room and the bedroom because we've got rodents. We've got gerbils in the living room and a hamster upstairs and they don't cope well in extreme heat. Uh, Anything above 27 can be bad for them. So it meant that whilst uh, the hamster was enjoying a nice cool breeze upstairs in in his nice cool cage, we would be sweating down here with the gerbils and then we'd have our couple of hours of cooling down. And the boy upstairs, bless him, would get a little bit warm. But no, we survived it. Um, we've got plenty of fans. We've got an aircon unit. I hope it doesn't happen again for the rest of the year. There's talk of a potential another wave in in August, nah, but I just I reckon that's it. Um, but yeah, no, the aircon unit was a, a solid investment and could not have come quickly enough. How did you cope?
0: All right, um, I didn't. Um, I didn't really know what was going on. It was very warm. Um, the Monday, I think it got to about thirty-five here, and then the tuesday it was i think about 37 38 and that was hot and then all day all night and day last night because obviously as you spoke about last time the houses in the uk are built to retain heat are, so any heat <laughs> that was brought in has slowly been going and it's almost gone now i've had the windows open all day cause thankfully it's sort of been raining and quite cold today. Um, it has. It's been about 21 degrees C. Yeah, it's not been not been too warm. It, the sun was quite warm. I went out for a walk earlier on um, just to the shop and it was quite warm. But it, it sort of cooled down. But yes, I survived. I stayed inside for most of it. I sat outside on the back garden for about 30 minutes. And then I did the classic thing of somebody British and just going, it's a bit hot. And I went inside. <laughs> And that that's that's basically it, but apart from that, Standard, I, am, really. I survived it, but I did have a catastrophe on Saturday, didn't I? You did, yes. I did, <laughs> so <laughs> I was out for, I went out, um well, actually like my mum and stepdad came over and we went to, I mentioned it last week, we went to Batch for some beers before we went for a nice meal, and we sat outside and i just got so, you know when you get something in your eye and you're like oh god that that hurts and you just sat there and you keep blinking until it gets out yeah well it didn't feel like it had left my eye so i thought oh this is not good so i'll have to go to the bathroom and i'll have to wash it so i went into the bathroom at batch and i started to wash it and i just splashed sort of, like, a bit of water in my eye and i thought oh that feels okay then as i left the bathroom it just started hurting again but it felt like something really sharp was digging into my eye and i thought what is Ooh. what is that and i obviously i kept sort of not messing with it i kept just sort of like pulling right now, the lid yeah. just to think oh it might fall out or something or whatever but it, whatever it was um it it never did because it already had left my eye so this was at about two in the afternoon and then at about 10 in the evening, I decided it was sort of a bit too much. So I when we ended up going home and it was still absolutely killing eight hours later. I went straight to sleep. I thought maybe in the morning everything will have adjusted itself and it'll have found itself into the yeah. back of my eye and been absorbed into my body, whatever it is. But I woke up about four hours later and I have never in my entire life felt pain like it it was as if somebody had a knife and they were just poking it into my eyeball it was like the worst the worst thing and like one of my biggest fears is like losing my sight like anything that happens to my eyes it really freaks me out and i was i don't think i've ever been so scared in my life like i woke up at half two i was like i was like oh rachel i'm gonna have to call 111 and see what they say and as soon as i got off the phone they were just said. If you don't know, anyway, you're not in the UK. Um, instead of ringing nine 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 for the emergency services, you can ring one one one, and it takes you to a call centre. Um, so for non-emergency problems, and they say if you've got to go to A and E, or they just give you some advice of what it is. Basically, he said, "Mate, get yourself to A and E." So <laughs> I, so, so uh, three in the morning, I went to A and E, and it was all good. And I had to wait. Um, eight hours, though. It's a long um, time. It is a it is a long time to say that my eye was absolutely killing the entire time. So I had to wait eight hours, um, and then at 11am, finally, um, a doctor saw me, and this, this weird stuff in my eye. But then she had to go and get another doctor's opinion, because she couldn't see anything in my eye. And this is at a point where I thought there was something still in my eye at this point. Right. And then... She left me, but she was gone for like half an hour. And I was like, what the hell's going on? i Have I been forgotten about? But then she came back with this other doctor. And this other doctor had this like other instrument in her hand, which um, shone blue into my eye instead of like green, I think it was before. Okay. And the blue light like reacted with the stuff in my eye. And then she lifted it up and she went, ah, there it is. And like immediately she could see. And whatever it is that's in my eye, it could have been a bit of a rock, could have been a bit of a leaf it's completely, like, slashed it down the middle. Like, so it's, like, all the top of the white bit is cut, and it's, like, half of whatever the blue bit, the iris. Yeah. It's half of that as well. And she said it's, like, this really bad cut, and I was like, oh, that's great. So, anyway, I was prescribed these eye drops. Um, But this was, like I said, on Saturday afternoon, and it's sort of better. It doesn't hurt to blink, but I just sort of have a dull ache within my eye at the moment Um, so all is well I didn't go blind (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't lose my sight but it was just been a very annoying past couple of days especially because of the heat and then an incredibly uncomfortable eye so well it's good to see you on the mend that's me (laughs) I am on the mend that's my story about Saturday night Um, we have been having a chat and usually at that point we sort of say what we've been doing if we've been playing any games watch any films tv shows and stuff but we thought we'd sort of turn it maybe into its own section and this is the brand new section which comes after how are you it is called our weekly recommendation
1: weekly recommendation of the week
0: weekly recommendation
1: i suppose that's the the of the week is covered in the word weekly but i like to just add the emphasis
0: yeah, I mean, it's, uh, the theme tune works for all, so... Um, we've Although we're ripping off Harry Hill now, we know that. We discovered <laughs> we that last week, if you didn't <laughs> listen to
1: last week's, we suddenly realised that the perfect pour, that whole jingle that I do I in a high-pitched voice, I thought, I know I've, I've got that from somewhere, it's Harry Hill's TV burp. Um, if you don't know what that is, go listen to last week's or just Google it, it's amazing.
0: It is, it's incredible. I did watch a little bit of it in the morning after I watched about 15 (laughs) minutes of it, and it was incredibly funny. Anyway, we've both got a recommendation of just something that we think you should either play, listen to, could be an album, look at, watch, read, can be absolutely anything. Um, Jamie, would you like to kick us off with your recommendation?
1: Yeah, so uh, people might be expecting this to be discussed because I've spoken about this a few times on um, a a few podcasts. In fact, I think this came up on our very first podcast. Um, But I've played a brand new game this week. I have played Stray which came out on Tuesday. (gasps)
0: Yeah!
1: So, for those of you who weren't aware, Stray was um, announced and and teased. We got a short little um, teaser trailer for it when they did the actual reveal of the PlayStation 5 when they did the live stream they showed a number of games that were going to be on the console before revealing what the console would look like and Stray was one of those that they announced and you essentially I'll try not to give too much of the story away or any of it for that matter but it's a bit of like a platformer a bit of a puzzler, a bit of a dystopian mystery kind of game, you play as a cat a stray cat that is in this cybernetic underworld Um, it's a little bit Cyberpunkish, the actual environments that you're in, uh, but at the same time it's a little bit, uh, not quite steampunk, but um, you essentially play as this cat that's trying to help these joys in this cybernetic underworld uncover this mystery um, and there are little puzzles you have to work out, you have to do things in certain orders, you have to evade little cameras so it's a it's a real nice little game to play, it's not too difficult, there's a couple of bits that are slightly hard, but I only got stuck on them for about five minutes and the story's really good it's, it's really heartwarming and also tugs on the heartstrings a little bit at times um it's quite humorous in places and you can you can speed run it in about an hour and a half there's actually a trophy for completing the game in under Jesus. two hours i spent a bit of time there's a few different areas you can go to and within those there are different characters that you can go and talk to and they all sort of tell you their story and you can do things for them if you want to. So um, keeping it as spoiler-free as possible, in one of the areas there's a musician who's a bit down on his luck because he's got no music. But you can go and find sheet music across the city and give it to him and he installs it in his database and then plays it. And you can sleep next to him and listen to it. It's quite cute. Um, um, how do you talk to them? Because you're a cat, aren't you? So it's it's quite quite funny. There's a couple of ways you do this. There is a dedicated meow button. Oh, nice. That's what you want in a game. And I don't know how much the cat understands, but when you go and talk to people, they just the speech box comes up on screen. I don't know if the cat actually understands anything. Uh, and the cat doesn't tell them things either, but you do um, uh, you get a little friend along the way. This is kind of teased again in the trailers. You, you'll see that the cat has a droid following it around uh, and the right. droid is, is a bit like bd1 <laughs> it's actually called b12 okay. it's a bit like bd1 from star wars from fallen order oh, and this okay. will talk to you and tell you what you need to do and we'll talk to the other people and it can hack things and all in all the game is just incredibly fun it's a beautiful game it looks incredible and the story is just fantastic so i think i spent about eight hours to get through it um because it oh, is okay i spent that's a lot hard. of time in the first area the other areas i kind of thought oh, i'm just going to get through the story now because i'm enjoying the main story but certainly there is scope to spend. I reckon you could, if, if you were trying to do everything in there in your first playthrough, maybe about 12-15 hours. Um, to say that it's it's free essentially. So if you've got the PlayStation Plus Extra subscription, you can play it for free. Uh, I believe there's also a 7 day free trial for that PlayStation Plus Extra. So you can easily complete it within 7 days. It's not overly long. But that's my recommendation. Uh, Stray, it's out. I played it. I loved it. Um, yeah. Definitely Very nice. um, before before I give you mine, are you going for the Platinum? I might do. I haven't decided yet. Um, there's a few little odd bits. There is chapter select, so you can go back to bits and there's some like miscellaneous ah, trophies nice. like completing the tasks for certain people. One of them is to speedrun it, um, which is not overly difficult. There's only one bit that's... I said there's a couple of bits that are hard. They're, they're not. There's one bit that is quite difficult. You've essentially got to lock a couple of droids in a cage, like these little sentinel droids, and you have to bait them, so you have to run into their line of sight, and when you do that, they'll shoot at you. And it's right. very hard to dodge their bullets. You have to like really be quick and slalom and zigzag, and you've got to lock both of them in one cage. So you can draw the first one in, no problem, but when you draw the second one into the cage obviously you have to run into that cage and the first one's still in there and then that sees you and then you have two of them trying to get you. And the the timing's a bit... So so that potentially... And if you die, that counts towards the time for the speedrun. So I'll just make a backup save on the PlayStation Cloud at that point. I think I'll give it a go eventually, but right now I'm happy just to say that I've played the
0: game and enjoyed the story. Very nice. What about
1: yourself? What's your recommendation of the week? Uh,
0: Hey! um, Now, I did mention this last week and I've been playing it honestly non-stop. Um, it's Days Gone. Oh, yes. Honestly... Mention, yeah, the Freakers. Yeah, honestly. Like, I have no idea why this game is so underrated. It's quite possibly the best thing I've played this year. That's it's... a bold statement. Yeah, honestly. It's like... I don't know what it is about it. It's, it's just so... Just everything about it is so engrossing. Basically, it's set in Oregon. And this big, big infection starts. And you don't really know what's going on. But slowly through the story, you do find out where this outbreak came from and who's responsible for it and what organizations are doing. And sort of like the... the, I just call them zombies for the sake of it. The (laughs) zombies um, are like mutating so they don't know really what's going on with them and there's this whole thing of can they remember who they once were and ah. you have to follow and there's like some missions where you have to follow these like researchers who work for this company called Nero um, and you one of them that really stood out to me is you follow one this isn't a spoiler this is just sort of a side mission that you've got to do so you're following one of these Nero researchers and you're listening to what he's saying and he's recording on this log and he finds one of the zombies on the floor but it's so it's been two years it's two years after the outbreak happened and this zombie's wearing like jewelry okay and and he's saying that it's been two years since these zombies were turned into it were infected at this point, because of how they eat and how they react, they sh- either shouldn't have any jewellery on, or this zombie has been looking after the jewellery and putting it on.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, that hasn't gone anywhere yet, because I haven't finished the Nero storyline. I think I've got a few missions left of, of that. Um, But its I don't know what it is about it, just the mechanics... And everything about it is so good. So I think I've spent about 40 hours on it so far. Blimey, that's a lot. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I still haven't finished the story. Um, (laughs) But I've been doing everything. So every side mission I've been doing. And it's really good because it doesn't overload you with stuff. It's not got crap missions where nothing matters. Everything you do is something. It doesn't try and reinvent the wheel. So you do have, like, raider camps where you've got to go and take over... And then you've got all this other stuff that you've got to take over. But then you have areas where it's sort of um, they're called freaker nests. So basically, the zombies build nests out of like their poo, <laughs> um, <laughs> and they live in there um, during the day for some reason, um, and then they all sort of come out at night. Uh, And you've got to like go and burn them down. And when you burn them down, they all come out though. So you you get find like areas where you've got to rid Ah. of these nests, and it reduces the amount of zombies in the area. But then, as I mentioned,
1: an ant's nest.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But then, as I mentioned last week, you do get hordes. Now, I I understand what the main people's gripe with this game is that you don't get to the hordes quick enough, and you don't. It should have been in it from the moment you start. Now I've been playing it for forty hours, and I've just got to a point where I can really take them on.
1: Right. Okay. So oh, so the hordes are like, if you come across them early, it's game over. You'll
0: just you just die. Like right. if you go anywhere near it, you will die. I've just unlocked um, a Tommy gun. It's like an actual Tommy gun. Oh nice. And it's and it's so good for taking them down because you've got to just, like run, set up traps, explode things, and it's very satisfying to take a horde down because there's about six hundred zombies in these hordes, and it's crazy oh, when they're after you. It is, but the 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 thing that astounded me the most is I was playing it for about twenty five hours and at that point, if you just follow the story, you get this I you get this little message and it says, If you continue with this mission, it will lock you out of the whole northern area. Wow. And I was and I was like, Oh, there's another map <laughs> and then you did the <laughs> mission and there's another map and it's all of the south. So I've just finished the south section and I'm back in the north now. And I feel like the game's sort of drawing to a close. But there's so much more stuff to do afterwards. So at the moment, I've I've now just got all of the horde markers on my map now so I can actually go around and take down each one of the hordes if I want to. Uh, I'm going to try and platinum it. Okay. Because I think it's quite attainable as well to platinum it. It's just basically a list of things. And one of them, it's sort of like... Um, have a total drifting time of five minutes. So on your motorbike, you can drift. Oh, nice. So You've um, just got
1: to do that for a bit. You can just farm that. Yeah, so way.
0: basically just do donuts yeah. for a while, basically. But definitely, definitely play it. It's At the moment, it is completely free if you have PS Plus. Uh, that's because... It's in the PS Plus collection. It is. Definitely download it. And if you are playing on PS5, it is up res to 4K and 60 frames per per second. Um, So that is a great reason to get involved. So it basically looks exactly the way it does on PC if you're playing on PS5.
1: Does it have 120 FPS on 1080p? Um,
0: Probably on PC it
1: does. Oh... i don't think it because i play 1080p on my monitor but i play 120 frames obviously a lot of games are only 60
0: yes but i don't have 4k Um...
1: on my monitor unfortunately
0: ah right okay um i mean it'll still play it you can still be able to play it It doesn't really matter it'll still look amazing but because my tv downstairs is a 4k telly so it looks like so crisp the (laughs) it's just great just go and play it if you haven't it's i cannot like rate it enough Oh, well, that is my have recommendation.
1: And I've always wanted to. I think I said last week, I've always wanted to, but the reviews put me off a bit. But yeah, I need to get on that.
0: Yeah, don't listen to them reviews. Oh, and the person who plays the main character is and the person who voices Darth Maul in everything.
1: <gasps> Amazing.
0: And I didn't know that, and I looked up at him up on IMDb, and I was like, oh, it's the guy! It's the guy who, sh- who screams Kenobi. Kenobi! <laughs> it is, it's the same guy. <laughs> wow! <It's great. laughs> wow! Uh, anyway, yeah. it's... Um, it's time for as some people would say the um world famous segment of this podcast. It is the um perfect poor
1: perfect poor of the week,
0: perfect poor. This week <laughs> is uh, a special one. It's um It's a beer called, it's from Welbeck Abbey Brewery, which is a brewery from actually near where I grew up in Nottinghamshire. On the side it says, Welbeck is one of Nottinghamshire's great traditional landed estate homes to a village of artisan producers. In a beautiful rural setting. Um, It's really nice. If anyone's in the Nottinghamshire area, go to Wellbeck Abbey. It is great. They've got a brewery there. Anyway, this is a ultra hopped West Coast IPA called Atlas. Oh. Yeah. And I've never had 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 it before. You want to say you've had it? That sounds familiar.
1: Hmm. It's got a compass on the front.
0: It sounds familiar. It looks nice. It's 5%. It looks great. Uh, Yeah, my nan bought Mm. me this. So shout out. Nan Let's <laughs> go Nan. Nan Let's go Nan Here we go I'm going to go With the open Oh
1: Ooh. Listen to that
0: That was a good one that I've never heard a noise good. like that, <laughs> that, I, that I've, ne- I've never had Oh it smells great Oh god It smells really good Shout out to Wellbeck Abbey Brewery If they've got an Instagram I'm going to Bloody tag you in this This is great Oh my god I haven't got my camera up This is a disaster Okay Okay Oh, my God. Here we go. Ooh. Oh, the camera's on me. Not a great time. <laughs> You're going to lose it. <laughs> um, I think that looks okay, you know. Not too bad. Not too shabby. I'm going to send it through right now. And I've actually got a little bit left in the bottle. I think it's very slightly bigger than a pint. Um, it's, got a, it's literally a drop in the bottle. That looks really nice.
1: Mm. Um, yeah, it's very hoppy. It is ultra hopped. It is a very hoppy beer. Yeah. It's, it's very nice. It's got a nice sort of cloudy haze to it, which you'd love to see in a pale ale. You'd like to see a little bit of a haze, don't you? Mm. Um, it's, yeah, it's got... That head looks nice and foamy. It doesn't look too, um, too thick. You thick. Know, you should get some that have a real thick sort of almost like co- cotton candy-ish head. Yes, I do know what you mean. The texture of them. It's a bit like marshmallow. Mm. When you melt marshmallows on top of a hot chocolate and they go a bit... But that looks real nice and frothy. And uh, do you know what? I'm going to
0: give that a perfect pour. Oh, my God. Jamie's giving it a perfect pour. It's two in a row. (laughs) It is two in a row. But what do you think? Do you think that this is the perfect pour? Let us know if you're listening to this on the actual day then let us know what you think on the old Instagram story. Um, I'm just going to check, because I don't think, unfortunately, like an idiot, I don't think I saved last week's. Did not save last
1: week's of the week?
0: Um, No, I didn't. I did not not save last week's for some (laughs) reason, which is very annoying. Can you remember the outcome? Nah. Nah. Don't remember it. Oh, well. Too Um, busy having one eye. (laughs) Too busy having one eye, Exactly. Now, it isn't a really nice beer, this. Um, So shout out to Wellback Abbey Brewery. You have supplied me with an incredible beer. And that's not even a paid advertisement. (laughs) It's not even a paid advertisement. (laughs) It is not. Just put the two grand in the bank. What? (laughs) (laughs) What's happening? Jamie, you didn't hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Where are my royalties? (laughs) Where's your royalties? Right. Let's get bloody to it. Honestly, we've had enough of this jibber jabbering yammering about we're going to talk about jibber jabber the hook very good we're going to talk about Star Wars Empire Strikes Back but first here is the trailer Luke Skywalker and Han Solo rescued the princess destroyed the Death Star but their story didn't end there Now, the creators of the biggest smash hit
1: of all time bring you the next episode in the Star Wars saga The Empire Strikes Back.
0: The continuing story of our band of heroes Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia. Han Solo, C-3PO, R-2-D-2, and Chewbacca. And introducing Lando Calrissian. It's an epic of romance. Of heroes and villains. They cross trackless voids to unknown worlds. (laughs) A galactic odyssey against oppression. Big, new, sprawling space adventure in the Star Wars saga, The Empire Strikes Back. Coming to your galaxy next summer. What an incredible time that trailer was. Now, we, we once again didn't watch it. We watched the film. We watched we the film. We watched the film. Um, what did you think, Jamie? Revisiting this absolute incredible classic film. Oh, I just loved it. Yeah, I watched it. Watching it straight after um,
1: A New Hope as well. I don't know if it's maybe just the editing work that's gone on it since but it seemed, you could, you could almost tell straight from the off the budget was better for this that they had a higher budget oh, way better. It, it looked visually a lot more put together than and it, I mean A New Hope looked great visually anyway but rather than just having the sets being like some desert town in Tunisia you could tell they'd put a lot of work into it um, so the, the film, it follows on from the story quite nicely, it adds nicely to the story there's a good amount of action yeah, I love this film. It's, it's definitely a, a popular one amongst Star Wars fans. I mean, a lot of people claim it to be the best Star Wars film, did not they? Yeah, a lot of people do.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm not in disagreement with that. I mean, it's, it used to be my favourite one until Rogue One, but watching this back, I feel like as I was watching it, I think I did enjoy it more than Rogue One. Yeah, it's uh it's
1: got a good amount of action, it's it's humorous. It certainly has a bit more of the cheese factor, doesn't it, than the um than a New Hope. maybe not even cheesy, but it's just got a bit more bit more banter in it, hasn't it? It's a bit more joyful at times.
0: It is, but I, I love it. I, I love all that different sort of styles of dialogue that George or who did George Lucas write this one Did I assume so I think he wrote the the first three he didn't films. direct it though did he maybe not no I don't know
1: I, I can't I can't confirm nor deny he
0: that. only directed I'm getting it up on IMDb now he only directed the first one and then one two and three ah there we go I'm pretty sure anyway George Lucas here he is George Lucas I've got him up Let's have a look at you, George. George Lucas, directed. Why isn't it loading? Here we go. Yeah, so he's only directed 20 films. Yeah, so he directed Star Wars, and then he didn't direct another film from 1977 until he did Phantom Menace. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. Lovely. So, yeah, he did direct it. Um, I really loved it. I thought it was really, really good. I just it's just as soon as it starts you're in and it's I think it's nice because it's not it doesn't go we're just going to do some of the stuff we did before and show you the same planet no
1: it gives you a new story yeah it adds to the it extends the the, you know the last story doesn't it
0: and I can't think of films of that
1: era that did that no they'd kind of just do what happened in the first one do you know what they they used to do is they yeah they'd do what happened in the first one but they'd just do it slightly differently.
0: Um, yes, again, yes.
1: But they'd sometimes do the exact same story, but just with different characters.
0: Yes, they would sometimes, and it would be ridiculously annoying. Why would they do that? Like if you look at Even all the way
1: up to the 90s, if you look at things like uh, the Home Alone movies, kid gets left home alone and has to get up to some mischief to defend himself.
0: I mean, the second one did shake it up by adding Donald Trump.
1: It did a little bit, and um, Tim Curry...
0: Uh, in there as well
1: I forget that Tim Curry was in that but if you look at all the old action movies like Rocky okay yeah he's boxing again
0: (laughs) yeah he's back he's back what's he going to do in this one he ain't boxing he's curling you imagine? he's got the mop out he's sweeping on the floor (laughs) that'd be amazing if he took up curling that'd be the best but anyway this film starts off um, directly pretty much directly or a little bit of time has passed since The Death Star was destroyed at the end of A New Hope and the Rebel Alliance are now holed up on a big icy planet called Hoth and the Empire are looking for the Rebel base which is on Hoth and an Imperial probe droid crash lands into the planet and Luke sees this and before he can properly get a good bloody look he's attacked by a Wampa and he's kidnapped, isn't he? He is. And do you know why that scene actually existed? Because it no. almost seemed oh. a bit pointless. Wait, there's
1: some. I there's think some I know trivia. what you're going to say. Go. This is your fun fact of the week. Fun fact of the week. <laughs> oh um, no, it's the
0: same tune again.
1: <laughs> it is. I'm going to have to stop doing that. Or it's just going to get. It's just going to get old. I think it worked to the perfect pool. Um, so essentially, as you're probably expecting me to say this, Mark Hamill was in. I believe it was a car accident. Um, well, I'm not sure. I know it was something—an accident. I'm not sure. I don't know if it was a car. Or yeah, that. Mark Hamill sustained some injuries in in quite a nasty car accident um, prior to, Oh, sorry. road traffic collision as they're now called, um, ah, prior yeah. to filming. So I think there was some like scarring on his face, essentially from that. Like he, he obviously had some injuries from that. Um, and they wanted an explanation for it in the movie, essentially. So they had the Wampa attack, and you see that obviously they they. they make it look worse than it is with the makeup when he gets attacked. And then when he's recovering, you can still see, oh, it's gone down a bit. And then it's it's still there throughout the movie, but it looks like a normal scar at that point. But that's essentially why that, that scene existed, because it didn't make much sense for it. It didn't really add much to the film. I mean, it's a great
0: scene, actually. It's quite funny <laughs> because it's just like... <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It didn't add much to the plot as such. No, but it's in there and it, does, and it works because I think it shows you as well how much Luke's force powers have evolved as well when he forces the the lightsaber out of the frozen ice into his hand
1: yeah and it it also I suppose emphasizes the fact that he can still get in trouble and he still needs training
0: exactly now obviously we're only three minutes into this um review of Empire Strikes Back and you've already done a fun fact you are on it yeah, already. You know. today. I don't know but if you uh...
1: can tr- trump the uh, Trump. home <laughs> alone. Oh, hey, he's back. <laughs> hey, hey, hey Babby Frick. <laughs> uh, hey, 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 Uh know, <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> it was ridiculous. Oh, I love Babby Frick. We'll get onto that when we discuss the non-existent movies.
0: Oh um, yes, obviously. Oh, wait, it's not long. It's two weeks. It is two weeks, I, and we'll be on them. I, My don't, God,
1: I don't know if it quite trumps. No pun intended. The uh, two one eight seven. Fun fact. Which is is now confirmed that that is a reference to one of George Lucas's old projects. Um, So one of George Lucas's first films that he directed was inspired by a short film called 2187, or 2187, or something. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, So he keeps making reference to it. So there we go.
0: Another fun fact. And there we go. A good time was had by all. Now, Mm -hmm. um, so luckily... Like I said, Luke um, uses the force to escape. He uses the force on his lightsaber. He gets it, he cuts his feet out, and he chops the wampus hand off, and he runs away. And when he gets outside, he has this sort of force vision in his mind, doesn't he, of Obi-Wan? As he's sort of like fainting from the cold, telling him that he's got to get his arse to Dagobah, and he's got to learn the force from Yoda. Yoda's going to teach him, doesn't he?
1: teach him he will (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, that's good. Thank you. Hey, that was good. Yeah, uh, good. And obviously, the best guy in the universe, Han Solo, comes to the rescue, doesn't he? And he, he rescues does. him and he puts he puts him inside of a wampa. He just... Is it, no, it's a tauntaun, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's that wampa. It's a tauntaun, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he cuts it open. And when he cuts it open with that lightsaber... Those guts look incredible. They do. It 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 upsets me a bit because
1: I thought that would be like a, a one-off trademark for Star Wars, but then Bear Grylls stole it later on by sleeping inside of
0: camel. Unbelievable! <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. And then Leonardo DiCaprio did in The Revenant. He did. slept inside that bear, didn't he, or something, or yeah. was it a
1: horse? Something along those lines. I I think it was probably a horse, but Mm. I mean, mean, bear grills. I mean, you can do it in a movie, fair enough. It's you know, art imitating art. But when life imitates art, I'm out here in the desert. I'm going to sleep in a camel. It doesn't have the same effect. But anyway, scouts. He does. He just (laughs) he just puts Luke inside this Taunton casket.
0: Yeah, to keep him. But it's to keep him warm, isn't it? Yeah, like little baby. And and obviously, works because he saves his life little baby luke has his life saved Aww. now after this uh it's probably one of the best battle scenes that's in any film ever like, i think this and helms deep in the two towers lord of the rings are probably my two favorite battle scenes i in any of cinema
1: yeah i love the battle on hoth i absolutely love it it's just it's so good it's so iconic it's the way the it's... snow speeders they wrap the cables around the legs of the eighty eighties or yeah, the it's absolutely
0: hats. brilliant. Um
1: and my favourite thing about that is it just take every time I watch it now, it takes me back to being a kid playing Battlefront two, the old Battlefront two, on the PS two, when you could drive the snow speeders and you could wrap the cables around their legs. Yes, you could. And it was hard be, uh... to do. You had to like aim it right. You uh, just keep switching between the pilot seat and the the grapple gun seat, Indeed. but it's it's so good, isn't it? The when when they assault the base and that they're just flying about and it's shooting it's, things. So,
0: it's it's amazing because it, it, cause you don't know you don't think anything's going to happen, and you're sort of looking at all of the rebels in the trenches, and it, there's this guy and he puts these goggles up and he's just looking and scanning the horizon. And you just sort of see these like little feet moving in the distance and it zooms out and it's like a Now do you say at at or do you say ATAT? I say ATAT. See, so yeah, I say ATAT as well. But apparently there's this big debate of what is it?
1: But then if you think they also have ATSTs, so are you gonna call them at?
0: No, exactly, you're not, so it is an ATAT. I'm gonna keep calling it an ATAT. So um it zooms out and he sees an ATAT. And then it just it just absolutely kicks off. And it's some of the best stop-motion work that I've seen. And I love, like I said last week, older films with use of stop-motion in them. So I love, like, Jason and the Argonauts, the Sinbad films, Clash of the yeah, Titans, yeah, yeah. all the classic <laughs> stuff that's like... So the the best person to do with stop-motion is, do you know, if I said the name, Ray Harryhausen, do you know who You've that is? You've spoken
1: about him before, yeah.
0: Yeah, so he's like the god of stop motion animation and anything that he touches anything that you see of his work is just absolutely incredible I did yes I think on an episode ages ago I think it was our favourite films, is not it I mentioned about the skeleton scene in Jason and the Argonauts yes, which is, is phenomenal and I'm, I don't know if Harryhausen worked on this film he potentially did I'm gonna I am actually gonna have a quick look right now because I don't want to misquote myself but do you think the stop for motion incredible in this? Because I think it's amazing. I did notice it. I thought it was great. Like some of the model work, like when they end up in that giant worm later on. Oh, I've it, got some yeah, notes about that. We'll go about you, that worry. later.
1: Um, it's really good. Really good. And this is what I mean. The budget just seems so much better. It doesn't look like they've got like a spaceship on a little, a miniature spaceship on a cocktail stick <laughs> bobbing it up no, and down and on a black
0: piece of paper. It looks really well put together. It does look incredibly well good Now I'm just having a look, and Ray Harryhausen did not work on Star oh, Wars. No, no, he didn't work on Star Wars. But um, the f- he worked on Clash of the Titans, which came out in '81, and then he worked on Sinbad, which came out in '77. And then he worked on Mighty Joe Young. Well, he's a VFX consultant. Um, but honestly, if you're interested in anything to do with stop motion animation, just go on IMDb, search so Ray Harryhausen and look at anything that he's done the visual effects or watch it and it's just it's phenomenal. Anyway, back to Empire Strikes back. Um <laughs> but it is it's it's amazing. But like you said, so the AT-ATs um, are completely buggering them up. They are absolutely destroying the rebels and they have the bright idea to tie their legs together and trip them over so in the little speeders they sort of attach a big magnetic wire to it, which I'm assuming is for shipping or something, like to take some form of...
1: Maybe, yeah.
0: Because cra- I can't bl- imagine that ship was designed to specifically take down at
1: Yeah, no, I, I assume
0: it's maybe just for yeah, getting across the planet, carrying goods, um, all sorts, really. Potentially. Um, So anyway, they're all tripped up. And then I've written down all is sort of well with a question mark. And I've put Luke goes off to Dagobah and Leia joins Hannah with the rest of the gang. (laughs) After
1: she's been verbally abusive to him and called him a scruffy looking nerf herder.
0: Yes, she does call him that, doesn't she?
1: Yeah, and his response to that is who's scruffy looking? And then Chewbacca's just loving it, isn't he? He's just laughing at the banter. Chewbacca's
0: loving everything. He's loving life at the moment. (laughs) Um, Luke, finally, after that, after a little... A little deluge, should we call it. He makes it to Dagobah where he does, in fact, start his training with Yoda, and Yoda um, seems to have lost his marbles since the last time we saw him. He has, um, hasn't he? He's mad. He's completely mad. He's bonkers. When you see him at the end of episode three, he's
1: still very calm and composed and methodical about things, still very much sane. But obviously... 19 years in a swamp, um, a bit of a dump. My oldness is. Um, sounds a bit like Marge Simpson in this one, doesn't he? Slightly, <laughs> yeah. slightly like Marge Simpson in this. And he's fighting R2-D2 over some food, isn't he? Hitting him with a stick.
0: Yeah, that, um, he, he's, he's like, get off, get off. He's like hitting him. It's mad
1: Mine! He uh, <laughs> is. Every time I see that as well, it just, I don't know if you've seen it, they've done a, It's it's like terrible lip reading. Um, and they've done a song to go with Yoda in episode 5.
0: Oh, brilliant. And
1: its um, I don't know if you've seen this, but it has a scene of Luke talking to Yoda. He's like, I hate Brenda or something like that. It's like really bad lip reading. <laughs> but then they have Yoda singing a song and it's about seagulls. And he's like, seagulls poke at my head, not fun.
0: Oh, amazing. And if you've not I'm seen that just, that, just up.
1: search Yoda seagulls and you'll find Yoda it. Yoda seagulls.
0: Um, I am going to write that down right now. Yoda seagulls he goes right lovely it's
1: it a real done. funny song and uh, regrettably a bit catchy as well um i could be your backpack while you run um because he's obviously yoda in the backpack but yeah he he goes yes. me yoda doesn't he and yoda's just lost his mind he's going nuts he's hitting r2d2 with a stick um and then luke says why he said oh yeah i'm here to see yoda he goes mm. oh no he went to, to meet a jedi he says doesn't he it's like, oh, Yoda. <laughs> he
0: just He's like, Yoda, you mean Yoda? <laughs> that, was, that was a bit of Miss Piggy. That was, that was good, what? that was. That was very <laughs> good. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, then he does, in fact, get his training, doesn't he? He ends up, Yoda's like, yeah, I'll bloody train you, mate. And then, um, all I've written down is, there's a weird cave scene where um, Vader's face is Luke's. Yeah, I... It never makes any sense to me, that scene. I think it's sort of the force... Yeah. I... ...psychologically telling him that there's a part of him within Vader without just going, it's your dad. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think... Aren't you also supposed to, like, confront your fears in the cave as well? It's supposed to show you your fears or something. Um, and but, I think. That... But
0: why, why would the fear be... Or, or the fear might be... Him becoming like Darth Vader. Yeah. Potentially?
1: Yeah, I can't remember exactly what it shows, but there's a bit of lore into it. Um, And I think it's supposed to show, yeah, like you said, that there's a bit of him in Vader, but also his fear of the dark side as well.
0: Yeah, I just always remember when I was little and I watched it, and I remember every time... I I think this is the Star Wars one that I've watched the most. I remember every single time just thinking the hell was that yeah (laughs) or or i think when i was really little i think i'd forward through that scene i'd just go nah i'd forward it on video just spin it ahead
1: it just doesn't really make sense to me um doesn't add much to it in my opinion Um, no
0: neither i don't think it does either
1: they didn't really explain it either so yeah no that happens and you're
0: okay then it does happen now that's sort of the end of luke's training for now and we Go back to Han and Co. and, like you were saying earlier, they eventually do end up hiding in what they originally think is sort of a cave on an asteroid. Um, Han and Leia, um, they're about to have a little smooch in the cockpit, but it <laughs> it turns out um, that they're in the stomach of a giant space worm, and there's all these weird bats octopus things that are sort of sliming their way all over the ship and they have to go out and Chewie's out there with like the bowcaster blasting them and you've got these... Yeah that was good. That was great. There we go. Oh my god. That was incredible. Thank you. That was a good I one. Speak fluent Wookiee. Oh wow. Oh my god well thank you. I know I do have nice ears. Thank you very much, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Um So yeah, they think everything's safe and then they go outside and they start fighting these weird giant octopus things. Now, I've just written this. Now, I know you were saying about stop motion earlier, but I've just written this. This is a genuine quote from what I've written down. On the way out, they are almost eaten by a worm, which is clearly somebody's hand in a stock puppet.
1: It is, isn't it? You can tell it was someone. They had that. That was a table with a cutout in the middle. Yes. and someone's put their
0: hand in a in a decorated sock, and gone out at the top. <laughs> it, it, it it's the only thing that I've ever watched in a Star Wars film that slightly took me out. Yeah. of like of what I'm watching, so I see it and I just went, "That's a hand. That's that's just someone's hand. That is." <laughs> yeah, it was. You could, and it's
1: the way it slowly goes back in as well. Um, yeah, it was
0: again didn't really add much to the movie but it was a bit like okay yeah fair enough i th- i think what this film does really well is instead of instead of fully going in and going this is all the story it expands the universe is what it does yeah, it, has a it gives a lot of little things it gives you a big expansion it's like oh there's also this and there's this and there's this rebel base on half and there's this. It is There's loads of other things. And I think this is probably the start of where all this expanded universe stuff happened. Because people love the expanded universe. And this film, for me, especially when I was younger, sort of opened my eyes to the expanded world of Star Wars. Which I think is fascinating about it. Yeah, we
1: discussed that last week, didn't we? That A New Hope, I think one of the things we said was it doesn't seem as busy as a not film. Not at all, no. There's not too much going on.
0: No, there isn't. And it's it it sort of leaves it up to your imagination as well, the end of it, because like, the Death Star's gone, they've all got the medals, and for all we know, Darth Vader could have died because he gets shot, doesn't he, by Han Solo. Yeah, and goes spiralling away. And he goes spiralling away because for all we know, he could have blown up. Yeah, I mean, so... the, the
1: comics were really good at expanding on what happens between four and five, the Darth Vader yes. comics. They're really good, so if you've not read into the, uh, read those...
0: I've read a few of them... Not all, though. I do need to get into my comics again. Because I did sort of, like... Did go through a little phase where I started reading quite a lot of graphic novels. I read a few of the Darth Maul ones. I read, I think, some of the Han Solo stuff. But then I started reading some, like, classic Marvel stuff. So I read, like, all, like, the original Ghost Rider stuff and all that. So I do yeah. need to sort of get back into it. I read all, like, Kickass and everything. So I need to get back into it. I think the last one that I read was V for Vendetta, which, if you haven't read that... Incredible graphic novel, also incredible film. If it's you got haven't Padme watched in v... it, he does have Padme. have you watched *Viva Vendetta*, uh, yeah, bits and pieces. Oh my <laughs> god, it's so bloody good! Yeah, oh, that's incredible. It's definitely up there as one of. My... Is he a superhero? It's technically a. It's technically a superhero. I'm going to say that that's probably up there with one of my favorite superhero films, VIFA Vendetta*. And there's, another the there's another recommendation. There's uh, another recommendation. Let's get back. To the War in the Stars. We're back, everyone. War in the Stars. We're back. It's happening. There's lots of shooting. It's in the stars, and it's happening right now. Now, they escape the sock puppet, <laughs> and they decide to hide out on a place called Cloud City, which is where Han's old best buddy... The coolest guy in the universe, Lando Calrissian, lives. Well, he's basically the the mayor, isn't he? he like is, the uh, the leader.
1: What what planet's cloud? It's Bespin, isn't it? It is Bespin. The planet is Bespin. Yeah, Cloud City looks amazing. It's it's so good. It's All so the map cool. paintings
0: are beautiful. It's amazing. It's so good. It's so colourful.
1: They added a few new scenes in the. Uh, I, I need to find the theatrical remakes and send them to you. But they added a few more scenes so when they're flying just round Cloud City and you see them flying past various buildings and balconies that wasn't in the original you just see them like fly into the main well the, the city <laughs> you just see the, the big yeah. city a big, the big pan out of the city and then them flying towards it you don't see them like flying through the city right? so it's nice to see that a bit more it's, it's one of those things that I'm like yeah he added a bit of
0: CGI to the remake but ah, it, it suits it, it looks good it does look good, now I thought I've never thought this. I think it's because we've watched them all in order, you know, because we're watching one of these a week, and which I don't think I've ever done before. I've sort of just sat down and watched a trilogy, and then just not watched any for quite a while. I've never watched all of them in like very short succession, like one a week. Um, When Cloud City first came on to the screen, my immediate thought was, "This looks like." camino i was literally just about to say the same it does doesn't Um, it so did the caminoans build cloud city
1: well if you look as well at the rooms in the buildings the way the doors open the way they're laid out they're all sort of little side rooms off corridors aren't they in the buildings they all have the sliding doors they all have like some form of table they have little side rooms within the rooms yeah. It's very similar to the Caminoan buildings and, and roofs yes. in layout, um, and yeah, it's it's like a dome, isn't it, with a big yeah. like, spire underneath. So maybe the Caminoans did build it.
0: Yeah, so so the Camino one is um, the Topoka City. That's what it's called. Yeah, on Camino. I'm just having a look now. Was Cloud City a Camino? So, and the Camino is Boravia, the planet. Oh, hold up, here we go. Borovio, the planet where most of the action takes place. What is it? Oh, this is from the Bad Batch. <clears throat> this is? So this is the Bad Batch Breakdown. Boravio, the planet where the most of this episode takes place, is a new planet in Star's Mythos, <clears throat> located in the Lido system. Oh, some swimming pools. Um, it, it appears, to, that's a 1970s reference if you didn't get that. Um, it, it appears to be a cross between Camino with familiar architecture. So I feel like somehow this Camino and architecture has been replicating. Yeah, I've got pictures up of it now. It looks identical Wait, there's a Reddit feed here. Oh, my God, honestly, this is live <laughs> evidence finding Bespin. What's Bespin? <laughs> I'm going mad here. This is something called Bespin Is a former Camino and Colony. Oh, there we go. Yeah. We have our answer. <laughs> Could Bespin possibly be a repurposed former Camino and Colony? The architecture sure seems familiar, and the insides of Cloud City has the star whiteness associated with the halls of Camino.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying, it looks the same. Yeah. It?
0: While this is of course possible, it's however equally possible that the Kaminoans frequent um, the same floating city as the Tabina Miners. Um, cool concept as this is, bear in mind, similarities between Cloud City. Oh, and then the senatorial buildings on Coruscant are sort of similar that's as true. well.
1: Yes, maybe it was just an architectural style.
0: Right. Hmm... All the set designers okay. got lazy. Anyway, I don't... I mean, it all looks great, but I think that's something to... I mean, at least continuity, isn't it? So it's all matching. I think that's definitely something that I'm going to look into. That's really interesting, that is. But I think that's the thing. What you said last week, I know we're going to... We are... Don't worry. Don't worry, everyone is listening. We're going to get back to the Empire Strikes Back soon. <laughs> um, like you were saying last week about A New Hope, it's crazy to think... That, that was the first thing. And now yeah, we've got all of all this, this stuff. Like, even, like, I... I Like, like we were just, like, then now, trying to discover who the hell the architects of a city was in something that doesn't even exist. I know. It goes, mental. goes deep, doesn't it? Like, it is absolutely mental. Right. We're going to get back to it. Um, so they've escaped the sock pit. They've got the Cloud City with Lando Calrissia. Now, I've written this Lando is the smoothest man in the galaxy his mustache alone could talk the pants off a Twi'lek in the galaxy <laughs> honestly I was watching it and I was like good lord he's cool he's the coolest person I've ever seen
1: he is isn't he he's smooth very smooth I
0: don't know what it is Billy D. Williams he's got so much swag about him it's just the way he does that character is Incredible! It's everything that I could want from a character in Star Wars, and there should be more Lando, more Lando all the time, please. He just has so much presence
1: about him when he's there. Like, is instantly, it's like he he comes into the film, but you feel like you've known him forever, or like straight away, like he's been a staple of the previous film. And the first time you're meeting him, and you feel like I know exactly who this guy is. Maybe it's because I've watched it loads of times and it's just like half familiar face. But do you know what I mean? You kind of get that feeling like he's not only just been introduced, like we're supposed
0: to have known him, and we feel like we do. Yeah, immediately, as soon as he's on screen, you feel, I, I think, like I said, it's, it's Billy Dee Williams' characterisation of it. He feels, it's sort of, it's a very warm character. Yeah. Immediately you're like, it. oh, I like that person. He's really nice. And he makes them feel welcome. But that's obviously how it's meant to be, isn't it? Because he's meant to be leading them into this false sense of security, and it yeah. also leads the audience into a false sense of security, which is very smart.
1: Well, we find out with Lando, like he's really welcoming and charming at first and really charismatic, but he's uh, yeah, lured them into a bit of a trap,
0: hasn't he? He is, yeah. He's definitely luring them into the biggest trap of their lives. So he, he lures them in. He's very friendly. He invites them to dinner, which is actually a trap, and they open the doors, and Darth Vader's there. And Han as brave as he is, tries to shoot him right he in the shoots face. He right? first. Right in the respirator. <laughs> he does shoot first right in his respirator and Vader's already taken over Cloud City and he forces, force takes the gun out of his hand and they're all captured, aren't they? They're all captured and c 3 is ripped apart... And they're all put into little, little, little cages, aren't they? Well, I just
1: love the way that Vader says something along the lines of like, "Would you join me for a meal or something?" <laughs> it's, easy, easy. it's like, I've yeah, been he does, doesn't you. he? Something what like does that. he say? He, he's like, "Hmm, sit down." Something along those lines. I can't remember exactly what he says, but it's like, "I've been expecting you. Care to join me?" Or something like that. It, and then it Boba is Fett's like there, that. isn't he, as well, standing next to him? Yeah, um, he is. Like,
0: he's so good.
1: And yeah, they. Uh, they all go so Chewbacca gets sent off into a holding cell with 3PO and obviously tries to repair him. Yeah. And that's when we find out well see C- see C- three PO was damaged before then, wasn't he? Because he found the um, the stormtroopers. And when he comes back along, he's like, Ah, the stormtroopers, watch out, it's a trap. So obviously he didn't yes, warn them was, because yes. they destroyed him. Um, and then Han gets tortured, doesn't he? It's taken off to be tortured, and i Never really worked out what that torture device was supposed to be doing. Was it no, supposed it to just... just be really hot and like I putting thought sparks that's the red light. Because as you get closer, it was almost like it was hot and it was like going, ah ah, and then we see the little sparks coming out and then he's screaming. Um, mm,
0: I don't know. Maybe um some form of like radiation device or something. Maybe.
1: But that's when we find out what Lando's up to. Um yeah, it Vader is, comes so... out and he's he says, doesn't he, about um how uh Han transported to Jabba the Heart, and he says what about the princess and the Wookiee and he says they can never leave Cloud City and he's like Oh, that was never part of the deal
0: yes, and then Vader's exactly.
1: just iconic like perhaps you think you are being treated unfairly yes
0: <laughs> honestly like all of this scene on Cloud City is like absolute gold so like you just said so um, they're all captured all of that happens um, then the force which is probably Leia using the force without her knowing reaches out to Luke. And he knows that the rest of the gang are in danger. And he ends his training early with Yoda, even though Yoda's like, don't cause you could be. Mm, not finished, you yeah, exactly. He's like, hmm, you could go to the dark side. <laughs> Amazing. It's like, that's what he could do. Uh, he's like, you could go to the dark side. And he's like, ah, uh, nah, my friends are more important than this bloody training. You can bugger off little green man. Um, <laughs> And he does, he jets off to save his friends. And then we get the classic line of, I love you. I know. Yes! I was hoping, I was hoping. That wasn't planned, everyone. I was hoping that he'd say, I know. So yeah, we get the classic line of, I love you. I know. And then Han is frozen in carbonite. And now, Jamie, it's time for my fun fact. Go on. Fun fact of the week. Fun
1: fact of the week.
0: Um, So, the reason why Han is frozen at the end of Empire Strikes Back, well, near the end of Empire Strikes Back, is because he wasn't signed on to return to any more films because Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, was so successful that Harrison Ford signed on for another two films. So they didn't George know Lucas... he was going to come back or not, did they? Exactly. So George Lucas thought, right, well, he's probably not going to come back. He's doing Indiana Jones now. But obviously, as we know, he does come back for two more films. Well, three yeah. more films. Because so he's in Rise of Skywalker, isn't he? He
1: is. I don't think we see any of him in The Last Jedi, do we? Um... No.
0: Um, he's in... Yeah, so he's in Force Awakens. He's not in Last Jedi. He's in Rise of Skywalker. And we will talk about this potentially as a force ghost.
1: Yes. He comes mm, back,
0: yeah. We'll leave that little tidbit right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's
1: interesting because he's almost like a guinea pig, isn't he, Han Solo? Because it's a trap for Luke as well, isn't it? They're trying to lure Luke there by trapping his friends and putting them in danger. And he says to, um, I think Lando says, you know, these are only designed to freeze goods and stock. We don't know if it'll work on a person. And he said, um, you know, the, what does he call him? Whatever he calls Ham will go first. We don't want to risk the Emperor's prize getting damaged in relation to Luke. Yes, exactly, The plan is to put Luke in Carbonite as well,
0: isn't it? That's Vader's plan and transport him to the Emperor. Exactly, I think they're probably going to put everybody in if they add their own way. Even just... Babu Frick, hey! yeah, Babu, Frick, Babu Frick's just there, <laughs> just shouting, and he's got like a little speech bubble saying "Hey, hey, right!" carved into his carbonite chamber. It's like a little tiny carbonite chamber. Um, so yeah, so he's frozen, um, and like you said before, so Vader betrays Lando, and he's not going to free Leia. Um, and he takes her as a prisoner. Then Lando double crosses Vader, and he turns Cloud City against Darth Vader and the Imperial forces, freeing Leia. And then eventually they fight through all of all of the stormtroopers. They get to the Falcon, um, fly off, um, and then you have a little shot of Boba Fett pushing Han into Slave One to take him off to Jabba. Now at this point in the film, Luke. Arrives at Cloud City from Dagobah, and he has a big bloody bust up with Vader, doesn't he? he? Has a big fight.
1: He does, and there's a good amount of dialogue as well, isn't there? Like they're they're just sort of like teasing each other. Um, they do. It's v- really Vader's really just good. Luke isn't he, and Luke's trying yeah. to say like because um, they're fighting, aren't they? And he's like, "Oh, um, you've been training, but much to learn you still have," or something like that. Uh, yeah, and he's just kind of reminding him that. When he left, he was but the learner, and he is still
0: the learner. It is, but it, is, it's, it he's basically insinuating that, and its it, I think it's such a weirdly nice scene because this is probably sort of like the moment when he's fighting him because he's in such close proximity to Luke that potentially Vader realises that it's his son. He knows before then.
1: Um, so this is actually... Uh, it, it, earlier in the film when vader's talking to palpatine on the or the emperor on the holocron yeah. the holocron um on the hologram the emperor does tell darth vader that this is the son of anakin skywalker
0: oh god he does does not uh, he honestly when he
1: finds out because this is something that people um talk talked about after episode 5 they were saying how does he know that that's his son how how does he know this how does he know that it's um that he's got a son and it's in the comics, again, the Darth Vader comics that I mentioned. So Black Crescenton, who we saw in the book of Boba Fett, yeah. and Boba Fett, great he character. Gives, he asks um, to have a word with Boba Fett at that point when he meets the bounty hunters. And he basically sent Boba Fett on a mission to find out about the Death Star being destroyed because these comics are set between four and five. And Boba Fett says there's not a lot apart from the person who was there. And only one word comes back, Skywalker. And that's right. when Darth Vader, you see him come to the realisation, it's like I have a son, and he remembers Padme it's quite emotional, so he kind of has a bit of an attachment to him you see in the comics, and he's a bit like wow, I've got a son and he seems a bit happy about it, and I think he wants to be able to turn him to the dark side because he wants to have
0: a relationship with his son Yeah, exactly, and it's I think it's like a part of I. it's weird because even though like Darth Vader's presented as being part of the dark side, it's it's weird, because for me, he's sort of, from what we've seen and everything, he's sort of on this middle ground. Like At any point, I can imagine him just sacking it off and just going on his own.
1: Well, yeah, and again, this is stuff that's expanded on in the comics further. When you watch the films, at first you assume that, oh yeah, he's sec- like in command, he's in charge, um, and-, and he's second only to the Emperor, and he's all-powerful. But when you read into the comics, you realise just how much he hated the Emperor absolutely yeah. hated him. The Emperor tormented him was training people to be his replacement constantly and rubbing it in his face that he was Star doing so. Killer. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> legends, I suppose. But evening, evening Legends and canon, he was training, I think, five new recruits and experimenting with technology and gene splicing to create a more powerful alternative to Vader. Because he, he was angry at Vader for uh, losing to Obi-Wan on Mustafar when he became Darth Vader. And after that, he purposely built his suit to limit him So Vader only reached about 80% of Palpatine's power. But they said he could have been 200% more powerful had he not been injured on Mustafar because the suit was built to limit him. It was built to be painful, to be slow, and also to be overly susceptible to force lightning.
0: Right, okay.
1: Okay, so so these are all things, and and the Emperor was horrible to him and mistreated him and blamed him for failures, blamed him for the Death Star. After he lost to Obi-Wan, he wasn't even allowed to uh, use a lightsaber until he killed another Jedi. And that right. was when he was allowed to build and construct his lightsaber. So, so this is what I mean from that one little film that we had in 1977. We've got all this lore. It's mental. Um, it's actually mental. So you kind of see the conflict within him coming out more. And when you watch these films back, having read all of that, I see actually there are generals that are giving him orders and telling him to calm down. So Grand Moff Tarkin tells him to let someone go, doesn't he, in episode four,
0: rather yes. than choking
1: him. And he obliges because he's not actually second in command. There are generals that he has to report to. That are between yeah. him and the emperor, so you can tell that there's a bit of he's not overly dedicated to the empire. There's a lot of just personal motivation in him still, and a lot of feeling.
0: Yeah, there is. I, like, I know what you mean about like the generals and stuff. Because I remember watching um, a New Hope and thinking, when any time Grand Moff Tarkin was on screen, I was thinking, God, Vader's just like doing everything for Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. He's not not batting an eyelid. And it's um, it is a fascinating thing to think like who is in this hierarchy and I've always thought, like, I don't, I've never searched it and I'll search, probably search it after this, but is there anybody above Sidious? No,
1: he's he's fully in charge, isn't he, of the Empire.
0: But I mean, like, the Sith in general, is is there anyone above him? It, anyone more
1: powerful? No, because it was Darth Plagueis and he killed Darth Plagueis. Hmm. That'd know, be They always interesting. have two with the Sith,
0: don't they? And no more, no less. And, uh, mm yeah that'd be an interesting thing to go down wouldn't it like a Star Wars trilogy of like Palpatine and or like a series or something and him finding out there's an even more powerful Sith out there who's trying to take control of everything and then he has to go and kill him so he can keep control
1: I think the more ancient Sith are supposed to have been more powerful and a bit more ruthless than him Um, like Darth time. oh yeah He's meant to
0: be, like, megas. <laughs>
1: yeah, and, like, Darth Bane and... is it Darth... Darth oh, I can't think of the other ones. There are, there are various... There's Darth loads, there? Mal, Darth isn't Malgus.
0: It? Yes, Malgus um, and stuff like that, yeah.
1: There are so many um, that are just so unbelievably powerful. Mm. But, no, he's... Um,
0: the most but, powerful at that moment. Yeah,
1: and, and Vader, unfortunately, doesn't reach his full force potential. Well, I say unfortunately. When he's evil, it's kind of good he doesn't meet his full force potential. Yeah. But yeah, he was he was built to be limited, uh, essentially.
0: Good stuff. Um, now, Luke's fighting Vader, and he gets pushed all the way through the um, the big Cloud City world, and he ends up in this big shaft. And um, Vader wins. <laughs> he chops Luke's hand off. He does. And this is the, the point of the film where. The biggest twist in at, the, at this point in cinema history, um, it is revealed to the audience that Darth Vader is Luke's actual father. Now, obviously, at this point in time, the prequels weren't out, so we didn't know any of this. No, <laughs> all the people in the cinema knew is that Darth Vader is this big guy. Luke's the, Luke's the good guy and Luke's going to kill him one day but he's killing all these people he's chopping all these people up and Luke's going to kill him and it's this massive, massive twist isn't it, that it's actually his dad it's his dad yeah, stood there as far as like, what we the knew? Hell?
1: Luke's father was Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader killed him that's what yes, we knew that's the story we were given by Obi-Wan and... and we
0: didn't know that Vader was Anakin at this point
1: no we didn't, we didn't have a clue and then we find out, did not we? Um, and Luke gets a bit like oh, the, the, the famous line no I am your father but yes. um, he's like that's not true <laughs> that's not
0: bad incredible <laughs> honestly Mark Hamill incredible actor um, have you seen about the, the Mandela effect yeah everyone line? believes yeah. he said no Luke I am your father yeah, he never Luke. says
1: Luke does he he just says no, no. I am your father
0: because everyone who ever quotes this line just goes I always get it if I tell someone I'm called Luke, they go, "Oh, Luke, I am your father," and I, and I always just go, "Yeah, it's not the line. Yeah, it's, it's not. No, it's not. It's no, I am your father. It's,
1: yeah, he doesn't say his name, does he? Um, no, at all. But let me get the search your feelings. You know it to be true. <laughs> and, search your. Nah, because he yeah. obviously searches his feelings and then knows it to be true. He does. Um, he knows it to be true. It's and I real. Think Maybe He's... he remembers that awful scene in the cave and goes, "Oh yeah, oh, I was wondering about yes. that. Yeah." <laughs>
0: So there's a motorbike going I by. heard that. A Re- little revy rev. My God. Oh God. There's a man on a chopper. Whoa. There's a man on a big chopper. Don't you know we're trying to podcast in here? Yeah. Trying to bloody podcast today. Man on the chopper. Anyway. Luke reveal. Well, it's revealed to Luke that Vader is the dad. Um, and then Luke throws himself off of the edge. <laughs> he does. Um, um, and Vader is just stood there like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> what the hell? He doesn't know yeah, what to he's do. Little, he just
1: looks, is not he, a bit like, all
0: right then. But ov- I mean, but obviously we can't see his face behind it, but it's probably as confused as you can imagine. Well, you know um, what he's thinking
1: here, so that's what it's like to have the high ground. Oh,
0: <laughs> yes. He's, he's like, my God, that felt good. Um, then as Luke's travelling down, he gets sucked into this little chute and he comes out of the bottom of... Um, of cloud city and he's on this sort of little antenna thing yeah, little like antenna a, like whatever a it is facing antenna yeah whatever that is um and he uses the force to contact layer um and then he gets picked up by the gang and then luke is given a robot hand and the fate of han is currently unknown. So it sort of actually ends, doesn't it? That's the end, yeah, by the way, if you didn't know. Yeah, like, like is in
1: there, doesn't she? Um, yeah. Quite literally, well, not cliffhanger, but a little antenna hanger. Um, but she tells them to turn the ship around, doesn't <laughs> she, to get him. Um, and the only reason I bring it back to that is I love the scene when Family Guy did Star Wars...
0: Oh, and it, yeah. And
1: and I think Lois plays Leia, doesn't she, in that? And it's like, turn the ship around. I know where Luke is. And then they've got the turn the beat around, but it's, turn the ship around. <laughs> Leia knows where Luke is. My it's voice crack so then. good. Um, but I love that. Um, but yeah, they it gets the hand, and they're, they're looking out the window, aren't they, of the ship? They're on the edge of the galaxy, I believe.
0: Yes, um, they are. And yeah, it, it fades away into the credits. And it's, honestly, I think it's a nice ending, At it leaves it. Not too open ended, but yeah. it leaves it a nice, nice little conjunction. Um, but yeah, if you haven't watched it, I don't know why you listen to this. But um, that's the end of the film, and there's one more to end the um, original trilogy, and it's Return of the Jedi. And I'm very excited to get into Return of the Jedi. Well, um, of I the haven't watched Christmas it in a long movies. time. It actually is, and I haven't, I haven't watched it in a very long time.
1: It's been a while since I watched it as well. So I'm looking yeah, forward so to that one. I love that film.
0: I might actually watch it tomorrow, you know. So just for anybody who's um, who's listening to this, we're recording this on the 21st of July, 2022. So I might watch it tomorrow, which is Friday the 22nd. So when this podcast comes out, I might be sat there watching Return of the Jedi. And then, obviously, after that, we're on to... I think, I think we're at a point now, Jamie, where... They might have to actually acknowledge that they're real.
1: Yeah, I don't mind The Force Awakens, to be mm, honest.
0: Nah, you know what? I I genuinely really love the Force Awakens when I went yeah, to watch it in the cinema.
1: I did. It was and I watched back. There was um and we'll talk about it a bit more when we discuss it in detail. But there was a like a news night thing. We you know they send like the news reporters there to see people who have just been to the midnight launch, and everyone who came out was just ecstatic. Like, yeah, I was worried Disney were going to murder it, but it was fantastic. It had all the nostalgia. It was a good story. They've set it up really well. But it just went a bit pear shaped after that. But the first, the first one, I actually like the Force Awakens.
0: Yeah, Force Awakens is great. Um, however, watching some films that have come out in the past couple of years by Disney. <clears throat> Thor, Ragnar- Thor, um, Love and Thunder. I don't think The Rise of Skywalker is that bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, anyway, it's time to do our world-famous rating system. So if you don't know, we have our rating system. If it's zero on our scale, it's the best. If it's five, it's the worst. And this is based off of Anakin Skywalker's awful lines in number two, where he's talking about how coarse the sand is. So how coarse... Was this film for you, Jamie? I'm going to give it a 0.5. Very nice. So I really like the film. It's fantastic.
1: It's amazing. I love the film. The only things... The only reason it doesn't get a perfect score is... Mm -hmm. um, Again, there were a couple of bits that didn't quite make sense. Um, The head. The cave scene. Yeah, the head. Um, And the sock puppet. (laughs) They had some really good modelling, but the sock puppet was a bit... Okay, yeah. All right, then. Um, Yeah. But there's so many iconic lines in there, like you said, the the I am your father, um, the I love you, I know, scruffy looking nerf herder, that's not true. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, no, great film, good stuff. I'm gonna give it, and you know what? I'm gonna be very kind to it because I did. I honestly loved it, like. When I was watching it, I was like, this is so good. This is so good. I'm gonna give it a naught point two. Ooh. So almost it literally like um a hair's width off of getting a perfect score. Like I think it's just for the same reasons as you really. Like it's not it is perfect, but there's just a few little bits where if it was changed very slightly it would have made it that 0.2 a bit better but anyway yeah. so there you go so we've got a five from you we've got a 0.2 from me probably the best rating we've had so far for films
1: mm, yeah it's up there yeah I think only Kenobi episodes have beaten it yeah, oh, no, I think I gave Revenge of the about a 0.5 maybe I, I gave it a bit so, like yeah. that. That's, Revenge of the is my favourite Star Wars film it is your favourite whether one, it's so. better as a film in terms of whether it's better written or I just love Revenge of a Sith.
0: Revenge of the Sith is still very incredible. Um but yeah, that's the show, everyone. Um if you want to follow us on social media, we're on Instagram at the Babblers Guild and potentially soon tiktok i need
1: to do it i (laughs) I am i I am so like so like overwhelmed by life at the moment um for those of you who don't know i firstly the heat's been annoying me that that has been on my mind the last few weeks Uh, and i am in the process of finishing working for a company and i'm very stressed and also i get sidetracked easily by things i'm very easily distracted as you can tell, when we have these podcasts, I'll lead off at tangents talking about fun facts of the week. Of um, the week. TikTok is on the horizon. Um, we will get there. We will get there. I just need to link the email with it and get the logo on there. And oh, yeah, I need to stop being
0: lazy and get that sorted. <laughs> Honestly, don't worry about it. If if anyone's listening, I want to check if it's up. Check if it's up. If it's not tough you can just look at the instagram yeah tell me off next week uh obviously we'll tell you off again next week (laughs) um so yeah check the instagram for if you listen to this on day one for the perfect poor and all updates we'll be posting about our recommendations as well giving you some links and stuff like that anyway the music is playing right now thank you very much for joining us honestly it's it's appreciated that you are listening to this i mean I'm looking at the analytics. We're getting like 30 people. That's this is nice. good stuff. We love it you is. So we love all 30 of you. <laughs> 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 we love all 30 of you. Let's turn that number into 30,000. That
1: would be great. I love you 30,000. That's not the line. It's not the line. Oh, it's 3,000. no. We'll oh, just, no. We'll just say
0: it 10 times. It's fine. We'll just say it 10 times. What a shame. All those films suddenly turned awful. Anyway, <laughs> this has been ours.